The Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. Baltimore leading Arizona 24-13 late in the fourth quarter. We've got uh, Denver in the surprise over, make that 24-15 now as the Raiders over, the Ravens over the Cardinals. We've got Denver 21-9 over Kansas City. And we've got the Niners in the close one with the uh, with a Cincinnati, close one with Cincinnati, Bengals leading 24-17, a little over three minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Back to the scores with you. 1-800-919-3776. Ira's in Staten Island. What's up, Ira? Hey, Larry, what's happening? What, what, what an unbelievable game. <laughs> talk, about, talk about ugly. And thank you, uh, Brian Dable, for uh, watching the Eagles film relentlessly and making the same mistake that Sirianni made. I mean, how he threw a pass that got kicked off mm-hmm. and how Dable didn't go for fourth and one. And even if they stopped Barkley, which I doubt they would have, uh, basically making Wilson go about 60, 70 yards, uh, it, it, it's just it's unbelievable. They have a lot to clean up. The defensive penalties are inexcusable. Yeah. Um, I, I think the offensive play calling was horrendous for the most part today. I thought Hackett did a poor job. I knew Martindale was a bad matchup for him. But at the end of the day, the Jets won an ugly game. Nobody seems to care. And, you know, it's a funny thing. Even if Rodgers was healthy, I had them at 3-3 three and three after six games. Mm-hmm. The fact that we're 4-3 and three and Zach Wilson's been our quarterback, um, that's not bad. I know you can't keep on winning games this way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know, I know one thing. You got the two fumbles by Zach and then two missed field goals. They offset each other. And at the end of the day, you had, you know, two bad, basically bad teams today playing with no quarterbacks. I think if Taylor doesn't get hurt, Jets lose this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave, I think Dable blew it for the Giants and for the Jets, the 4 and 3. And you got a 4 o'clock deadline Tuesday, if I'm correct. Yeah. I, I, nobody's giving away offensive linemen. No. But boy, oh boy. Sure if need I'm one. Joe Douglas. I'm over. I don't care. I don't care what it is. I don't care what the draft pick is. I don't care what the player is. I don't care what the compensation monetarily it is. You got to get an offensive lineman. No question about it, Ira. Thanks for the phone call. You need an offensive lineman, and you know what? I got to say this. You need you need another receiver. I think you do. I, I think Lazard has not been able to be a guy that has the reason why he drops the ball, in my opinion, so much just from looking, is because he doesn't have enough separation. The defense is right there. Doesn't get separation, you know. Your Cobb is inactive today. Probably a healthy scratch. He hasn't been producing, and you haven't found a way to get to your tight ends. And you know, John said it. Ira said it. Come on, Jet fans, let's face it. Hackett and Salah don't trust Zach Wilson in big spots. They just don't. They don't trust him. You see what he's able to. And once again, I get the weather situations. I get that. I understand. And even they got even. Listen. When, when Tyrod Taylor went out, they got even more conservative, even more so. But you got to be able to do something to get to have some some plays where once again you keep your defense off the field, and they're just not getting it done. It's it's they, they got a lot of work to do. The offense they've got it they've got to do some things. You know, it, it's frustrating to watch. Okay. And once again, I thought that maybe he Wilson was out of that backpedaling, going backwards thing. You know, for a couple of games, he stepped up into the pocket. He stepped up and took off. He even took off in one of the one of the plays here. And you see it, and you just say, "Why don't you do that more often? Run! 
You have there's a wide open. If they're pressing you this way, move up, run up, make it so it's second and third and manageable instead of going backwards where you've got second and fifteen and second and, and third and seventeen, and you need Garrett Wilson to run an unbelievable round and make an unbelievable catch to bail you out of that position. Got to do better offensively. You just have to. Artie's in Brooklyn. What's up, Artie? Hey, Larry. I mean, I, I don't take it like that. I don't take it like that. I mean, like the the, the defense did was undisciplined. They they gave up the run to a and they had a three a third string quarterback and we were going to lose. And the kicker, I called up and said, "Gano's not going to be missing kicks like the Philadelphia guy did." Mm-hmm. He missed it, and with 17 seconds left, you have your backup quarterback making two key throws. I, I'm not going on that. I, I'm looking positive. Just, the, the offensive line is depleted, and they won this game on Zach. You can't, you can't deny that. But Artie, Artie, I Artie, Artie. Yeah. If Grand Grano hits one of those field goals, what are we saying now? You can't that. continue to you can't now listen. I understand Wait. from a Jet fan standpoint. The bottom line is we won the game. Right. That's all you. That's all you count. That's all. I, that's I, it. I, I get that. But, but for me but to look at no, it from analyzing from analyzing it already from my standpoint, I'm like, right. That should have never even been able to get to that point. There were plays where I they could have made some other plays where the, yeah. maybe maybe the defense is not even on the field. To make those those bad, not not Listen. not saying that they were not ex, not exonerating them from making those mistakes, which are horrible, but maybe they're not even right. on the field from doing that. Go ahead, Artie. See, I, I'm I'm the other way. See, Gano makes that field goal. I'm sitting there blaming fourth down, and you're giving the kid the, the uh, Giants a first down on an offside, or you're giving um an offense the ball back. On third down and two, when you made a stop, and then you're getting a penalty on roughing the, the pass. I'm just giving those things. Listen, with the 7-3 lead, I'm counting on the defense. I'm not counting on Zach. He's got no offensive line. How many yards did, did Hall get? He got less than 10, 20 yards, 30 yards. He made one play. Yeah, And, and, and Barkley, they know he, they're giving the ball to Barkley, and he still ran, and they got 75 yards. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm thinking positive. I'm thinking Zach is getting better. He made those throws when he would have never won the game. Back in the day, he would have never won. They would have never won this game. And I'm I'm looking forward. I think, honestly, I think we're on our way to make. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think we're on our way to make the playoffs. But we do have to get offensive linemen. You got to get some offensive linemen. No problem, Artie. You got glad to chat with you. Good with the discussion. But Artie, I, now I hear what you're saying, and the defense, those those penalties are brutal. There's no doubt about it. But, I mean, they gave up minus seven yards passing. <laughs> minus seven yards passing. And, yeah, they were on the field. They gave up some runs. Yeah, they did. And, yeah, the penalties were bad. There's no question about it. The penalties were bad. But when can the offense help the defense out? When? But listen, I get it. As a Jets fan, it doesn't matter. You won the game. That's what's important. At the end, it doesn't matter how you won it. It doesn't. You got the win. For the Giant fans, you're looking like, if our guy makes just one field goal, we're we're back in this thing. We got a shot. 
Now the question becomes, what's going to happen to quarterback? Going forward, will they have to, you know, will this mean that Daniel Jones will, you know, start maybe, will he be cleared for contact this week to get ready for next week? I mean, there had been some stories out that he was um, possibly coming back week nine, possibly. If everything worked out, he'd be able to come back week nine. Do they now, if Tyrod Taylor with rib injuries aren't, isn't able to go, do they have to hold him back? Will they move Daniel Jones back? Will they bring in another quarterback? Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Giants next. Uh, David's in Jersey. David, you are next on 98.7. Hey, how are you today? I'm doing good, David. What's up? I was just on my way home from the game. We stayed for a little while in the parking lot. Okay. Um, I can tell you that the best thing about today's game was the brunch at the stadium club beforehand. Um, I don't think I've ever seen two professional football teams with more ineptitude on offense than today. I mean, historically, you know, the Jets have been horrible with Zach Wilson over the last couple of years. Uh, Giants have been horrible this year. It's almost as if the, the Jets and the Giants have not caught up to the rest of the league where it's really an offensive game. We have no wide receivers really on either team, as you can see today. If the guy we brought in Lazard for the Giants has been uh, for the Jets has been awful. The Giants can't throw the ball downfield. Um, I hate to say it. I mean, it, we left at halftime. It was so much ineptitude and it was boring. Um, it's almost like we're not getting the opportunity in New York to see what a lot of the other teams have gotten to see the last several years. It's just awful, awful. Yes, the defense is, it looks good, but it's not really. It's sort of like almost a bizarre twist. The defense looks good because the offenses today were so inept that it was it was 24, I don't know if you noticed this, 24 punts today. Yeah. The two best players on the field. The, the two kickers, best players on punters. the field were the punters. Yeah, no question yeah, about it. But, David, let's be fair. Let's be fair. And thanks for the phone call. The Giants' defense has played very well the past couple of weeks. Buffalo is a team that has won their division over the past several years, and they they flummoxed, um, you know, Josh Allen, and you know, really, really made it tough for him. Okay, and that's a very good offense. Are they playing well right now? No, they've got some struggles, but they're still a very good offense. All right, the Jet defense has been. Not great, but they've been solid all year. They played really good teams well that have better offenses. I mean, you're looking at a third-string quarterback for the Giants who's been on the practice, who's been handling the scout team, okay? And you're looking for the Jets. You're looking at their backup. The Jets, they lose two centers, and they're shuffling their line. Their line has been inconsistent all year, and then they lose two people on the line, and they still continue to shuffle. So, you know, and, and it's bad weather. And, yeah, both teams have been struggling offensively. So you knew that this was coming in. You knew this was going to be a game dominated by the defense. And then you add the weather in. And, listen, the, the coaches are like, we're not going to give this game away. We're going to keep it close. Try to keep it close. Late field goal or late score. And we'll, we'll get out of here with a win. And that's what the Jets ended up doing. Yeah, I get it. No, it wasn't great. It wasn't up offense going up and down the field. But you knew that going in. 1-800-919-3776. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN.
The, fall- the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. I understand why he's a little disappointed. Felt the Jets offense left some plays out on the field. But once again, going into the next going into the Monday night game, uh, they've got to find a way to do something with that offensive line. And they've got injuries there. And boy, Joe Douglas has got even more work to do trying to see if he can find somebody to add some more depth to that offensive line. It's the drive on 987 ESPN talking Jets Giants with you. Let's head back to the phones. Let's go down to Miami. That's where Mike is hanging out listening to 987 ESPN. Hey Mike. Hey, uh, Mr. Larry, uh, Coach Sala summed it up the best. He said, you don't ask how. You ask how many, you know, having to do with the score. You don't, you know, you don't question how they won. Just, uh, you know, uh, it's the points that matter. And another player said the game's not over until it says zero, zero, zero. So what I don't understand, and I'm not even a Dolphin fan because I used to live in Sunnyside, Queens, and I stayed a Jets fan mm-hmm. when I came down here. And I had to go to a sports bar that was totally lit up with Dolphins today, yelling and screaming. And I was off to the side because they have all the games on. And I was watching, you know, a little TV with the Jets. And the Dolphin game ended first, of course. And I was going crazy at the end. I was so happy. And people are looking at me like, you know, I'm crazy because I wasn't rooting for the team out loud. Because uh-huh. some of these fans are obnoxious. And I didn't want to, you know, get into a fight or anything and have somebody assault me. But, yeah, it's uh, – I wanted to find out um, – in your opinion, and then uh, I'll hang up and thank you. What is uh, your opinion? They're playing the Dolphins twice. Mm-hmm. They're a high-powered offense. But when they yep. play good teams, they've lost. So how do you think they can beat the Dolphins and stop the Dolphins? And thank you very much. You're welcome, Mike. Thanks for checking in. Look, they need their defense to have an unbelievable game plan. And the thing that has really – what has been able, when you look at Miami, what's been successful for them has listened has been the ability of what Tyreek Hill has been able to do. And he is so hard to defend. And you haven't seen a lot of pressure. You give a lot of credit to that Miami offensive line. The Dolphins offensive line have kept people away from uh, Tua. And so he's just been sitting back there. He's had time to throw. He's been able to have time to have guys run their routes. So it's it, it's been great uh, for the Jets. You have to be able to score to try to keep up with Miami. And the Jets have to find a way to do a better job scoring, do a better job running the football, do maybe a quicker pace, maybe throw the ball down the field, try to open some things up. Uh, because, look, the good teams are going to take Gary Wilson away. And he was able to find in, in the rare occasions where, you know, Wilson had some time and he was able to – sit back and, and set his feet and find Garrett Wilson, uh, you know, Wilson made the plays. So the Jets need to have a little more wide open attack offensively if they're going to have to play with Miami. But I tell you what, 13 points is probably not going to get it done when you play Miami because your, your, your defense, first of all, your defense is going to be on the field too much if your offense is not moving. And the other part about it, if your offense is moving, that means that, deep, that off, their offense is not on the field. So it, it, there's a lot of things that has to happen, okay, for, uh, you know, that, that Jets-Miami win to, for the Jets to beat Miami. But, listen, they beat Philly, and they beat Buffalo early. So if they can force some turnovers, that's the way to do it. 
Uh, let's go to George and Yonkers. George, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry. Um, the Jets shouldn't apologize for winning, but, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. As I'm watching the game, at no point did they ever try to take the top off the defense, and that just made it so much more harder, and that's why the run game was ineffective down the stretch also. That defense just kept creeping up because they were never challenged in the second and third levels. There was there was one play, I think, in the third quarter where it was third and one, and they went empty backfield. Like, mm-hmm. you should at least go with a single back and go play action. I, I, I don't know. I'm just so confused by the offense. Well, I'll say this, George, and thanks for the phone call. The Jet offense has been a little off-center. Off and I still don't I, – I just – I can't go away with the feeling other than they just really don't trust Zach Wilson but in certain situations. Now, once again, the weather was bad. Uh, you've got issues with your offensive line. So you're, you're going to be even more conservative than normal. I get it. But a couple of plays, a couple of rollout plays to your, to, to your running back. I mean, they tried a misdirection with Garrett Wilson. That, that, that worked a little bit. Um, you know, but they, they just they just really uh, were not able to get anything going. I thought they sh- could have used their tight ends a little bit more, even on quick plays or something like that. They just seem to be – the Jet offense just seems like it's running in mud. Like all the time, it's so hard for them to get things going. And I don't – once again, well, I don't know whether it's simplifying things or whatever it is, but I just felt really going into today with the weather the way it was and knowing how Wink Martindale loves to blitz and do stuff like that, I just felt that they were like – both teams were like, you know what? The offenses don't score a lot of points. Both defenses are very good. Let's just try to play conservative and whoever will sneak out here with a win. And that's what both teams thought of. It came down to field goals. It came down to special teams. And on this day, the Jets' special teams were better. Now – did, was this closer than it needed to be? Well, yeah, because the Jet defense made some some bad plays. They played undisciplined. They had a lot of penalties where they could have gotten off the field, and they didn't because of those penalties. So, uh, you know, it's a learning experience for them. As far as the Jets are concerned, listen, it's a win. I know Brees Hall said he's not happy about it, and I understand that from the offensive standpoint because you feel that you can do better, and you know you have to do better eventually down the line if you want to go to where you're trying to get to and have a shot at the postseason. But when is a win? And if you're the Giants, you are incredibly frustrated because now, you, you, you know, what slim playoff hopes you had have taken a very bad hit. Very bad hit. You know, I mean, I it's if, if you're the Giants, you're devastated right now because you had this game. You had this game. And now you've got, you know, at two and six, you know, it's going to be very hard. They have to really go on the streak here. And how are you going to do that? You don't even know who your quarterback is next week. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. The Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. And what are the chances of two mics in Miami a lot of Jet fans down here, though. This is the sixth bubble, so that's not a surprise. Gotcha. Hey, listen. Um, so a couple things, please. I want to address um, first and foremost the issue. I don't know what um, Audie 
David are looking at um, one Zach Stinks. Let's just – he was the number two pick in the draft, yet we were still making excuses for him. Oh, he's improving. He was less than 50% today, completion percentage. The offense was one going into today's game. They were one for their last nine in the red zone, okay? The, if the offense, the points scored in Denver can't, um, against Philadelphia was all against – all due to the defense. He had one good part of a half in this season, and that was against Kansas City. The rest has been abysmal. And, again, it's year three, and he was the second pick in the draft. So I don't want to hear about the offensive line, okay? There are a lot of teams banged up. Cincinnati, since Joe Burrow got there, has been has played with a lousy offensive line, okay? So and for, for I think it was Audie or whoever, David, that said we don't have any wide receivers, is he looking at the same games I'm looking at? Because Garrett Wilson is a beast. Last thing I want to say, the last time we spoke, I told you the Jets need a new state, their own stadium. And you said, if you recall, it was after the Dallas game, and you said to me, well, the taxpayers aren't going to pay for it. Larry, with New York, they're building um, stadiums all over, all over the country, brand-new stadiums. For, for us to say that we can't get a new stadium in Queens where they're building that soccer stadium and just add, an, um, add additional and use – yes, you could use – there's infrastructure money, by the way. The Biden administration, one and a quarter trillion dollars. If you get creative, you can do it, Larry. There's a possibility. Well, I'll say this, Mike. And I'll say this, Mike, and thanks for the phone call. You can't use infrastructure money to build a stadium. That's for roads and bridges and things of that nature. I don't care how creative you get. Especially for a sports team that own, that that is you know is doing pretty well, all right. You know they listen. The Jets could have gotten their own stadium when they when the Giant Stadium was torn down. They both decided to go in together on MetLife Stadium. So you know maybe things will change in the future. I know you are not alone. There are a lot of Jet fans who wish they had their own stadium. You know they I understand that, but it's not going to happen anytime soon. Uh, Look, I know the offensive line. Look, the offensive line has been an issue. We know Zach Wilson is not great. That's why Aaron Rodgers was brought in. So everybody knows that Zach Wilson is a, is a long-term work in progress. There's been some things that he's improved on, and there's still some things that he needs to improve. All right, there's no question. But, but Mike, we can't compare Zach Wilson to Joe Burrow. We just can't. That's like, that's that's... That's it. And what David and Artie are looking at it, Mike, is we got to win. They don't care how pretty. They're not looking at what may happen again, going down the road. How are we going to win against better teams? How are we going to score offense? They're not looking at that, Mike. They're just looking at we found a way to get a win today. We won ugly. It's a win. And we got four of them. And for a team that has not had a lot of winning seasons over the past decade or so, they're ecstatic. <laughs> they're ecstatic. That's how they feel. You can agree with them or not. Uh, Anthony's in Queens. What's up, Anthony? Hey, what's going on? I just want to say that a lot of callers are calling in and talking about how bad the Jets are and critiquing about the game today. But at the same time, listen, we played good. We got to win. We beat our crosstown rivals. This is not a time to talk about how bad the Jets are. This is time to celebrate and say, hey, listen, this is a good team. We 
We're going to get behind the defense, and we're going to go out there and win a Super Bowl, okay? We're I hear you, Anthony. talk about how bad they are. I hear you, Anthony. I got it. Thanks for the phone call. But there are some fans who look at it and say, okay, yeah, we got the win today. We're happy we got the win. But, man, we got to do better. <laughs> because if we're going to try to get to the postseason or try to get to the Super Bowl, as you mentioned, uh, playing like this is not going to get you there. You got to be able to play better. You got to be able to do better. So, yeah, they, they, I hear what you're saying. You got to win today against your crosstown rivals, your, your, your roommates at the same stadium, Battle of New York. Yeah, you got the win. But, you know, when you look at it, <laughs> a couple of things go the other way. You know, it's not the same thing. So that's what, you know, some fans look at it one way. Some some fans look at the glass half full. Some fans look at the glass half empty. That's the way it goes, my friend. Uh, Tom's in Jersey. What's up, Tom? Hey, man, thanks for taking the call. First you got time, it. Uh, long time. I got, I got two things. First is the special special victory, special winners here. We got to give some credit to the special teams. Absolutely. I mean, you look at this. You got to look at this puncher that we have. We shipped off Ray to man. Part of the reason why the Jets didn't even get Trevor Lawrence on a botched punt. And then you look at the coffin kicks. They put the Giants back at the two-yard line, three-yard line a bunch of times. I mean, for an offense that couldn't get much going on the Giants, giving the defense a chance to feast there was great. And then you got to give Greg the leg some credit. The first kick going to send it into overtime, that was no easy kick. Mm-hmm. And then the, the shot at the end to win it, phenomenal. But my question is on third down to go, what, two for 14 on third Awful. down? Awful. Awful. Both they, teams they were bad. Exactly <laughs> Yeah, are they, are they calling a safe game for Zach because they don't want the turnovers, or do you think it's weather-related and they're just saying check down? Uh, Tom, thanks for the phone call. I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, I think they're calling it a safe game for Zach Wilson, and I think because of the weather and, you know, they knew that the Giants against their defense wasn't going to be able to score, especially when the third-string quarterback came in. It probably made them get even more conservative than what they normally would have been. Uh, but, you know, I, you know, it's it's – if you're a Jet fan, you're just you're not sure. You want to see the offense grow a little bit. You want to see them take the the gloves, the kid gloves off of Zach Wilson. You know, you want to see that. But I don't know what it is. I just think that Salah and you know um, Hackett are just not comfortable in certain situations with certain looks of what they what they see from Zach Wilson. And in this game, especially heavy rain, uh, you know, changes on your offensive line. Because of injury, I mean, you know, it's 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 a tough thing. It's a tough situation. They have to be, they have to find a way to make this offense stay on the field, go down the field, and get some points. You know, today was okay. Listen, today you got to win, but it's just so hard. It's like either the defense has to get a couple of turnovers to put you in the short field, or you know, you get some missed field goals like you got today. It's just. It, it's, it hasn't been where the offense has said, okay, we're putting this on our back. And, I, and once again, I get that the NFL, I get it's a team sport and it's it's all three phases, it's offense, defense, and special teams. But it just seems like the offense just seems to continually sputter and not move with pace. And there's no consistency. They just seem to be, you know, running in mud all the time. It's, it's, it, it's crazy. But listen, if you're a Jet fan, you don't care. You got to win. That's the bottom line. You got a win. Richardson, in Manhattan. What's up, Richard? Larry, 55 years ago, almost to the day, I watched the Heidi game. 
this game makes up for the Heidi game, a regular season <laughs> game, and the elation I feel now. Four and three translates to seven and ten and seven. Ten and seven is four and three. If we can go ten and seven with this kid, there is not one person in the world who thought this would ever happen no. after Aaron Rodgers. So let's concentrate. Look, the Giants gave us the game, but we still had to take it. And, Zach, those two final drives got it done. So mm-hmm. let's say he had a great game. The whole game was 38 for 52, but in the end threw interceptions. Would you have rather seen that? No. He got the job done at the end. Let's not we'll look at it anything more. Let's not worry about the old stadium, the new stadium, our own stadium. Doesn't mean anything. I'll, what did Bart, uh, Parcells say? I'd play him in my backyard if I can play the game. He didn't care. That's right. It does not matter. We're 4-3. and three. Nobody thought we would be in this position. Let's, let's be optimistic. This kid to get where he is now, nobody figured this. This is going to be one of the greatest resurrections ever I've seen in sports. I mean, uh, Larry, the only thing I can think of, and it's not apples to apples, obviously, when Reggie Jackson first came and he got in all that trouble with Billy Martin, I thought he was finished here. I thought they were going to kick him out, and then later on he went and hit the three home runs. But he rose, you know, and obviously mm-hmm. it's a different thing. Yeah. Reggie was a superstar. Right. But Zach right. Wilson, what he's doing, I give the kid all the credit in the world. Salah, let's just love it. They won the game, and let's be happy. Carry it on for another week. Let's see what happens next week. Each game, each thing, you just take as it goes. I'm like, Artie, a win is a win. That's all that matters. And he got it done. Larry, always a pleasure. Thank all you, right, Larry. Richard. Thanks for checking in. See, some fans glass half full. Some fans glass half empty. Some fans just want to look at it and say, hey, you know what? We got to win today. But, man, we, we need some work. We need some work. If we're gonna if we're gonna continue to march down this field as the competition gets a little better, okay, you know, we, we know we gotta do some things. And guess what? The coaching staff knows they gotta do some things too. More of the calls next on ninety eight seven ESPN. View at one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Back to the busy phones we go. Let's talk to uh Billy. Billy is next on ninety eight seven ESPN. How you doing, sir? Thank you for taking my call. You got it, Billy. What's happening, my friend? So I just wanted to say um, Zach Wilson made some nice throws at the end of that game. Brees mm-hmm. um, Hall is an amazing running back. I can't believe he's on our team. Mm-hmm. And the defense has been playing amazing. We really need an offensive line no matter what. Um, we just need one. That's all I have to say. Thank you. All right, Billy. Thanks for checking in. Uh, you know, the offensive line has been the topic of conversation when we talk about the Jets and the Giants, actually for a while and now you've got injuries that has already weakened your depth on that offensive line and so with the trade deadline coming up on Tuesday not that you're going to find a whole lot of uh you know talented old linemen okay but right now you need somebody for depth uh Dwayne Brown's going to come off the pup list in a couple of weeks but you know I mean and you you're waiting to see how bad these injuries are Okay, one injury looks to be a little worse than the other one. So, you know, we'll find out what happens uh, tomorrow. There'll be, uh, you know, after you go through your MRIs and everything like that, you'll see how bad the injuries are. But for this Jet team, man, they, they've got to have some depth of the offensive line. Otherwise, it's going to be chaos. It's going to be chaos. Uh, Vincent's in Astoria. What's up, Vin? 
Mr. Larry, thank you for taking my call. Listen, I got a win is a win. I understand that. You take them any way you can get them. But let's be honest now. We have a defense that gave up 200-plus yards rushing where the other quarterback was a practice uh, uh, squad quarterback, and they made no attempt to hide the fact that they were just going to keep on feeding uh, Barkley the ball. You know, you, you could have put 11 guys in the box, and they would have ran the ball. So, that is very concerning, and and let's be you know you can you want to look at this glass half full with Zach Wilson. I'm sorry, I want to like the kid, I want to believe in the kid, but the kid is not good. Yeah, he'll make a play here or there, like the 68 yard touchdown pass against the Cowboys to Garrett Wilson. It, it, he'll flash it, but that little dump pass in the flat on third down to mm-hmm. uh, Hall when he's wide open, I can make that play with my eyes closed. Uh, and, and let's be honest, that DPI, you know, it, it's a rule, and it was it was uh, passing the fence, no doubt. But those DPIs are, are rewarding the quarterback for throwing the ball short. Obviously, mm-hmm. the receiver can't get back to the ball. You know, the the cornerback, he's got to turn his head. He doesn't turn. Yeah, it's DPI, but that's a gift. He, outside of the dump, the screen to Hall, and that uh, the tiptoe catch by Wilson on the sideline, he made maybe – well, one or two plays, you know, to get the, uh, down the field to tie the game up. But honestly, 90%. I mean, he was scrambling for his life, and all he had to do on one play, and, and this shows you he does not have the acronym, 101, football 101. He, instead of scrambling out of the pocket and throwing it out of bounds to avoid any loss of yardage, he, you see him, he tucks it like mm-hmm. a running back. And we're talking like 17 yards, like 10, whatever, 10, 8, 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage. He tucks the ball to run it. That shows you that he doesn't know what the heck he's doing. He's under pressure. Get out of the box and just throw it out of bounds and go to the next play. Instead, he tucks the ball and he gets sacked for a huge loss. We yep. won. The, the Jets, that was a gift. I mean, and, and you know what? The, you know, the other thing with Dable, you know, you can say kick it or run it, but when you rush for 200 yards on the day, fourth and one, just give it to Barkley. They couldn't stop him anyway, and the game is over. So I get it. You want to get a win any way you can get a win, but you have to be very concerned. And they're not going to – that other caller that's a Jeff fan. They're not going 10-7 and seven if they play like this. Remember, we, we if Tyrod Taylor or Daniel Jones plays that game, the Jets lose by double digits. That's how much they were outplayed. And they're not going to score a lot of points unless the defense – you know, gets the turnovers and brings the balls in. This is well, I will very, say this, Vincent. a fluke I, of a 4-3 team. I hear what you're saying, and I will say this. Thanks for the phone call. If, if Daniel Jones is there, I don't think the game plan is the same. Game plan can't be the same because then you, you understand that you need to have to do a better job of putting points on the board. Okay, so no. If, if Daniel Jones is there, you know, as I said, once, the, once Tyrod Taylor went out and you've got the third-string quarterback in, they got even more conservative. So I don't think the game plan was was the same, and yeah, I hear what you're saying about the yeah the Jets did give up a lot of run a lot of ground on a lot of yards on the ground. Part of that was you know Woods, who's done a nice job, done a decent job in stopping the run, went out, and you know you're gonna have to find somebody to replace him because he he has an Achilles injury. He's done for the year. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's there's things that the Jets have to sit down and look at and know that they have to get better. And yeah, maybe they're Fugazi four and three, whatever. But Vincent, the bottom line is, you know, as you well know, you don't you don't give the wins back. <laughs> you take them. Yeah, you were able to get a win. And for you, for Jet fans, here's what they're looking at, Vincent. We didn't expect this. Once Aaron Rodgers went down, we didn't expect this. 
We expect it to be, you know, a lottery team. A lot of them were like, the season's over. We're done. We're done. So the fact that they are finding ways to win, even though the defense, and part of the reason the defense gave up so many yards on the ground was because of all the penalties, they got more opportunities to stay on the field. A lot of those, a lot of those plays, they would have been off the field. But they got another set of downs. So, yes, you're right. It's <laughs> Jets have a lot of work to do. But for today, you heard the play. You heard Brees Hall. He's not happy with the way the offense plays. He's not happy. They got to win, yeah, but they're not happy because they know they can and they have to do better. AJ's in the Bronx. What's up, AJ? Hey, what's, go- hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing great, AJ. What's up? Um, I'm listening to your show, man. I just, man, I've been listening to you for a couple of years now, and every time, every time, it's like it's like Jets fans are getting more and more delusional every day. I don't understand it. Your quarterback stinks. He stinks. He's not a NFL quarterback. He's not getting better. I don't understand this fixation with Zach Wilson. Can we just say he, we messed up in the draft, or y'all messed up in the draft, and let's move on? Throwing for a hundred and 40 yards one week, then, oh, he might throw for 200 today, then throwing for 130 next week. He's not an NFL quarterback. Like, I don't want to hear this resurrection stuff your callers are talking about. It's just pathetic how low the, it's how low the standards are for NFL quarterback for the Jets right now. I don't understand it. It's if, if the Jets had a decent quarterback, they would actually be a team. They have the weapons. They have no quarterback. And you can tell by their play calling they have no quarterback. And I'm sick and tired of Robert Sala. Is that his name? Robert mm-hmm. Sala, the coach? Yeah. I'm sick and tired of him every weekend with this with this with this positive Wusa speech about dude, stop. We see. We we, we we understand football. Some of us played at a very high level. We understand football. Your quarterback stinks. Stop with this, he's getting better, he's getting better. And positive speech crap. You're gonna get yourself fired. He's not well, a AJ, I hear what you're saying, AJ. Thanks for the phone call. To be fair, AJ, Robert Sala can't come out and say my quarterback's awful. He can't. Can't say it. Can't say it. He may think it. Can't say it. And listen, the Jets knew that he was struggling. That's why they went out and brought in Aaron Rodgers. So for them, this is who they got. All right? They didn't try to upgrade. They didn't try to bring in somebody else when when Rob, when Rodgers went down. They didn't bring in somebody else in the offseason in case Rodgers went down. This was who they were riding with. This was their decision. So now that's a decision of the front office, Joe Douglas and company. So Robert Salas got to play along. He's got to be the team guy. He's got to be the one that speaks to the media every day. You know, uh, every day, Monday through four, four or five days a week, and then after the games, whenever the games are. So he's got to be the face. He's got to put on that happy face. Behind the scenes, I'm sure there's things that he says to his team, but he's, he's got to put forth a, a better effort in front. Now, of course, you may say, listen, man, you don't have to say he's like, well, he's really getting better. You know, well, you know, maybe he's a bit more effusive in his praise than he should be. It's possible. We can agree or to disagree on that, but he can't just say he's awful. Can't say it. Can't do it. He just can't. He's he's he is stuck with that hand, and he's got to play that hand. And you know, uh, hopefully, they just continue to put him in the position where he doesn't turn the ball over, and they have a chance to win every week. That is that's their thought process. 
They know what they have in Zach Wilson. They watch him every day. Every day. They know. But they're riding with him right now. And, uh, you know, there's been some plays where he's going to have to sit in that room and look at the film and say, I can't do this again because it's killing my team. More phone calls next on 98.7 ESPN.